Alaska Extension Almanac. As some areas of the state are still struggling with drought conditions, hay and forage could become scarce and expensive. Extension specialist Galen Erickson says diminished production could mean corn stocks and grain might make more financial sense to feed cattle. In many years, when it comes to forage supply, uh, fortunately, corn still normally produces pretty good corn. And so corn silage, I think, is a great fit for many beef operations. That would include feedlots, cow-calf, and, and backgrounding calves. You know, to me, when you look at whether I should harvest that, if, if you're producing the corn and you have the cattle, should you harvest it for grain or corn silage? I think it comes down to how you want to accurately price the silage because you can make it to where it's a, a fair comparison between the two. If I overcharge for silage because I didn't price it correctly, then it may never make sense in my operation and you'd always harvest it as corn grain. Conversely, it becomes really important to be pricing corn silage accurately if I'm buying it, of course, from my neighbor corn producer. And so we've done a fair amount of work looking at how to price it. And, and first off, you, you, we look at pricing it standing in the field. And then we look at some of the, all the added costs, if you will, of harvesting the silage minus the combining and, and hauling it to market or storage costs that you would if you went to grain. So it's a little complex, but it's there's some really good tools out there to use. Basically, you take the price of corn and it's 7.65 times the price of corn that it's standing in the field. And so uh, if you have $5 per bushel corn, take it times 7.65, and that gives you the price, but it's in the field. Now, you have to add on the cost of the chopping, transporting it to your bunker storage, and packing it. There's also a, a 6% on average yield drag. Basically your corn would have produced 6% more at the time of silage harvest. And that's frankly something we miss, but that agrees good, uh, very well with the data from Nebraska and Wisconsin where they've measured, where we've measured and they've measured how much less corn grain at the time of silage harvest we get. The other thing that, that's probably the most controversial and, and something I care about deeply is if I'm buying it from you, Aaron, as my neighbor, you wanted me to pay for the N, P, and K that I remove in the forage component. Because if you were normally harvesting it for corn grain, you would leave the residue that includes the N, P, and K that's in half of that the half of the of the content, which is in the forage. But here's the problem: when I have manure to put back on your crop field, you don't necessarily want to pay me N, P, and K cost of fertilizer to put it back on your field. So in situations like that, I suggest a, a fair trade between manure and, and maybe offsetting that cost of the nutrient replacement. And then lastly, and we should talk more about this, but that's shrink. You know, if you're not going to do a good job managing the silage process, if you're not going to do a good job of packing it and covering it and managing the process of harvest, then I wouldn't put up silage because frankly, you can make it go from being quite economical as a feed on a TDN basis to not being economical compared to alternatives if you don't manage it well.
Today's program was a portion taken from a recent Beef Watch podcast offered by Nebraska Extension. To hear the entire interview, go to beef.unl.edu or download from Apple Podcasts. For Nebraska Extension Almanac, I'm Brad Mills. Nebraska Extension Almanac is a production of IANR Media and Nebraska Extension. For more information on how your university is serving Nebraskans, go to extension.unl.edu.